Warning, this show has been known to cause certain side effects in listeners and participants alike. Symptoms include a positive outlook on life, wanting to try new things, and a renewed faith in humanity. Enjoy at your own risk. Hey there, and welcome to the I Like to Like Things podcast. I'm your host, Chris, and thanks for joining me. I don't think I have to tell you that the world can be a dark and scary place for us all. And I'm here to help you get through the miasma of that negativity one episode at a time. To accomplish this, I have a guest tell me about their favorite thing. And we get to share in their enthusiasm. The catch is, I'm not ha- <clears throat> The catch is, I'm not already a fan of their thing. However, I realized recently that it's easy to like something as long as I had an excited person explaining why it was great. And so, this podcast and all its potential positive feelings is born from that. And for today's episode, we have a guy that has slept at my house and toured wine country with me. It's Dave from the Super Movie Bros Podcast. How's it going, pal? Oh, it's going to be super tough to stay clean, but I'm already squeaky clean, fresh out of the bath. Going to be safe for work. How are you, buddy? <laughs> out of the bath. Well, okay, legit, when's the last time you took a bath? Like an actual bath? Uh, Literally a bath? Oh, geez. Uh, age not, not a shower. Nine. Age, like, age nine. Really? Man, I took a bath. Yeah, age nine. Yeah, it was a bath. I take a bath... Probably two or three times a month, honestly. I'm a two-shower-a-day kind of guy just because I I get I get a little sweaty. You're a, and You're a musky individual <laughs> yeah, like myself, yeah. you know? So, But, yeah, two to three times a month, I try and take a deep soak uh, to make sure that yeah. all the nooks and crannies are clean. <laughs> Why don't you go ahead and tell everyone a little bit about Super Movie Brothers? Yeah, uh, so Super Movie Brothers, first off, uh, uh, it's it's a not safe for work movie podcast, but we, we like to tackle movies from like a different perspective. Um, it's it's more about us bringing our fandom to movies to it. We, we have different shows where we will focus on modern stuff, news, our reaction to it. Uh, we also do reviews, and we also once a month like to do a retrospective show where we go back and we do a movie cocktail we come up with there's a category people vote for four films that we nominate on the category and then the film that wins gets an original themed cocktail for it it's probably my favorite thing that we do on the show however it's not the most listened to episodes but you know we like to do a little bit of blend of old and new over there and it's it's just it's a ton of fun i've been on the show how many times three times i think i stopped in the past yeah i know it's it's been a while yeah it's it's yeah it's but uh, I, I I talk about the movie cocktails to most people that I meet. I think I mentioned it in a, a podcast earlier, probably multiple times. You also made me for my birthday, or was it Christmas? It was a it was a thank you for 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 letting me stay with you, like type thing. Like I was coming to see you. You were you were <laughs> gracious enough to allow the musky smell that is me to mix with your musky smell and sleep in your den. <laughs> The uh, yeah, Dave. I live in California. Dave lives uh, in Pennsylvania, and him and his lovely wife came out to tour Disneyland, among other things, and stay with me. Gosh, it was it was three days or four days, or was it five days? No, we were there for we were there for four total days, but like five nights. Um, 
And it was a wonderful okay. time. Oh, man. Because uh, yeah, I felt like I was part of your family by the end of the day. Your <laughs> daughters were just... I just got to say, like, whatever whatever Chris is doing with his kids, and, and his wife as well, Elise, whatever they're doing with their kids, it's what we all should be doing as parents because his <laughs> kids are angels. I, Thanks, I loved man. your your kids. They're so good. Thanks, man. Yeah, I mean, they are... We, are, we really are truly blessed lucky to, to have the kids that we do they're they're great uh the, but the movie cocktail you gave me was an indiana jones themed one which you know, which people i don't know if you know, anyone knows this is my favorite movies um i count them all basically all three of them as one movie so i say my favorite movie is indiana jones <laughs> and the fourth <laughs> one kind of a, never speak of <laughs> yeah there's a it's kind of a cop-out yeah it's kind of a cop-out yeah and the fourth one what the fourth one i'm like grown for me uh, the appreciation for the fourth one has grown and as as like yeah it's the i i exactly. still like in when i watch it i go he's still indiana jones it's still the character and i'm still enjoying him i may not like this story and i may not like some of his supporting cast in it but he is still indiana jones and he still embodies it and and that's what you can take away from the fourth one it's still indie it still is and karen allen being in it gosh she's she's just the the best of the indie of the indiana jones women I even did a episode of Super Movie Bros where I defended I defended it a little bit. Yeah, there's some things in it. Oh, absolutely. The, the set design is incredible. It really is. Uh, the some of the 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 drive sequences are fantastic. Even that that uh, motorcycle chase scene with him and Shia LaBeouf. That's a really good yes. scene. Now then, I I just have always said that if you just cut out just a few things, like you cut out. The Tarzan scene, uh, you cut out, um, mm-hmm. but like that fight scene with, with with the the fire ants surrounding them, that's a really high stakes fight. It's Siafu, great, yeah, and it makes no sense because Siafu ants are from Africa and they are in South America. So even like me being in like being in the theater, as soon as they called them Siafu ants, I was like, nope, not my indie. He would have gotten that wrong. Come on, Indy. <laughs> uh, but we're not. The, the funny thing is, is we're not here he to does. talk about Indiana Jones. We're here to talk about your thing. And so, Dave, my good, good yeah. buddy, uh, what's your thing? All right. So my thing is. It's the Star Wars Expanded Universe, uh, currently now known as Legends, Star Wars Legends material. So this is all stuff that once was canon and is no longer after the Disney acquisition of Lucasfilm and the Star Wars property. But there's some gems in there that uh, I just can't let go of. We went through a long list of things. The hard part for us and it's actually been um, the reason that a lot of my good, close uh, podcasting friends have been on the show is we like all of the same things. Uh, that's why we're friends. And like we, I, I don't know how many conversations we've had about uh, the Star Wars universe, uh, whether it, whether it's uh, the the nine movies or yeah, and you even joined me for the miniseries that we did, um, a certain point of view where we discussed a few things Star Wars over there as well. So right, uh, but I am woefully ignorant about the legend slash ex- expanded universe uh, because I I haven't read anything. I've only played the Force Leash game, which I know now is part of the the EU. What was the what was your introduction 
into the expanded universe? Like, why did I know you're a big Star Wars fan? Why this one? Are you still holding on to it, even though it's not canon? That's what it is, right? Like, there was a time. I mean, and it's tough for maybe younger listeners to like understand this. <laughs> there was a time, sometime in the in the early '90s, all, all throughout the the, the mid '90s, where there wasn't any new Star Wars content. There wasn't Clone Wars and Rebels on TV. The Mandalorian wasn't coming out every Friday on Disney Plus. We didn't have a sequel trilogy going on, and the prequels were only something that was spoken of in hushed tones on Al Gore's version of the internet. So, <laughs> if you wanted Star Wars content, you had to seek it out. And I remember being a child going into Walden Books. Now I'm really dating myself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> First funny. off, not only was it a uh. bookstore, but it's a bookstore that was that's been defunct for well over 15 years. Um, but I went into Walden's Books and I saw on the shelves just it, it literally was the iconic Star Wars logo, the writing, and there was just a sea of books to be read. And I remember I grabbed the first book off the shelf, and I remember reading it and opening up the cover, and it tells you where in the timeline it takes place. So it starts telling you, you know, what takes place here, what takes place there. And I grabbed a, a, a book that was called Visions of the Future, written by Timothy Zahn, and it, it is it follows. You know, Luke Skywalker and Mora Jade. We'll get into Mora Jade a little bit later on, uh, and their their fight against Thrawn. And but it talks about how Thrawn had been a character who showed up years ago in the book. So I was like, okay, I'm clearly missing some part of the story. So I went to the timeline. I went all the way back to the first of the books, and the first of the books is called Heir to the Empire also written by Timothy Zahn, and it has two sequel books, uh, Dark Force Rising and The Last Command, and they are kind of like the first Star Wars novels that were written that take place post-Return of the Jedi. So my mother graciously allowed me to purchase one of them for $6.99 in paperback, <laughs> but she would not allow That's me to good, purchase Mom. the rest what of a, them. What a great mom. That's so good. I, I love it when people tell me that their moms let them indulge their nerdy desires, basically. I have to give a shout out to my mom because the only reason I love Star Wars is because of Sandra. <laughs> uh, like, Sandra is my, my mother, is really the reason that I love Star Wars. Uh, she was really? a fan of the movies. Um, oh, and, and the reason that I love wonderful. Indiana Jones as well, because, like, movies is how me and my mom bonded. Um, my brother was always in sports when I was when I was knee high to a duck when I was a little when I was a little kid. And on Did you Saturday, say duck? him Did you say yeah, duck? knee high to a duck? We love yeah. ducks. I know I I know we love ducks. <laughs> 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 uh, and <laughs> she um, so we, there was nothing to do on Saturday mornings. My brother was off doing whatever sporto thing he was doing, and my mom and my dad was with him, coaching him more than likely. And me and my mom were left at home, and there's nothing to do for a kid on Saturday morning. But it's also Saturday morning, and my mom just worked an excruciatingly grueling week. And getting a kid out of the house early on Saturday, as parents, you know that that's not an easy thing to do. So she used to put on movies, and uh, my dad used to tape just about everything off of HBO that appeared before midnight, wink. Uh, <laughs> and I was... Jeez, man. <laughs> and all of, the, all, all of the Star Wars movies were on there. So he had taped them all, and my mom used to just pop them in for me. Uh, and I always like to say, like, I... 
Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi we had on a six-hour VHS along with some other movies. Um, but I actually never saw A New Hope until I was about, until the re-release, until 1997 when the uh, special editions were released in the theaters. That was the first time I saw A New Hope. I had only ever seen Empire and Jedi. We've talked about that before too, yeah. how like for me, I'd only seen Return of the Jedi and that was it. That's the only yeah. Star Wars movie I saw for years. One of the th I, I love that you bring up the fact that there wasn't all of this other content that we get to, to that we get to devour, no. and it's be we have we are absolutely so spoiled in oh, our yeah. Star Wars fandom. We are so spoiled. I mean, not just Star Wars uh, fandom, not just this fandom, but like all fandoms. Like there was a time where like your thing came to a begin, it had a beginning and it had an end, and that was it. Like, and you had to search for ancillary material to feed your need for this thing that you loved right like i mean right think about think about ghostbusters i mean we're getting ghostbusters afterlife coming out but there's really been nothing other than the 2016 movie which we won't talk about but it's, uh, since 1989 to feed that fandom but there was always comic books that came out in regards to the ghostbusters but no one read them there was the cartoon you had to go out and find your 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 fandom uh, back in the day and i think that's why as adults now we're so nostalgic for it, and that's why there's all these remakes, reboots, and long-awaited sequels coming out, because we're the ones with the wallets that are going to see them, and we're all hungry for it and nostalgic for it. And so that's really what fed your, why you enjoy and love the Expanded Universe so much then, is because like there was a time when you couldn't get what exactly. you needed. And it became, okay. it became a thing for me, um, where getting the book, I couldn't just walk into a Walden's Books and buy it. Um, not because like I couldn't get the money if I really wanted to. It, it, there was something that was fun about the hunt. So what I used to do was if I was in a small town or you know there's a a thrift bookstore or just a thrift store, I would go in and I would search through the old books to find a Star Wars book and then purchase it. And if it was the middle of a series or the end of a series, I would just put it on the shelf and I would wait until I found the the, the one that preceded it. Oh, okay. So I love the idea of the hunt. Like it's yes. one of the things, because yeah. people know about my love of Lego. Lego, right. And I used to collect Star Wars action figures, so. Right, right. One of the things, I because I enjoy the thrill of the hunt too. I, one of the things I love to do is find sets on eBay that are maybe missing one or two sets. Like I love, so I, I love not paying full price for Lego sets because I have so many spare parts that missing a few here and missing a few there and having the price get knocked down. Yeah, it's more about the the hunt for me too. I, I so I totally appreciate that. I'm sure other people with their things can totally appreciate that too. Yeah. So so you recommend the the heir to the empire, but that wasn't your first uh, foray. Even though like you would recommend the Thrawn trilogy more, correct? No, oh, uh, that actually was my first foray. I actually, I, I put the other books back. I, I got volume one, Heir to the Empire, and I read it. But it wasn't probably until about two years later that I found the other two books in the Thrawn trilogy in a, in a thrift bookstore. Um, and I actually, ha I still have those, those thrift versions because uh, I have one in hardback from the thrift store and I have one in paperback from the thrift store. So, uh, <laughs> yes. Love so it. It, they don't That's match, so great. and for for some collectors, like putting that on the shelf, that might bother them. But for me, 
that's that's part of my fandom. That's part of my story as a fan of, of Star Wars. Because this is, we're talking probably 1994, 1995. So um, that's, that's when I really started delving into it. And I think at that age, I was probably eight or nine. So I'm reading a book that is about four or 500 pages. Uh, and it, it was really above my reading level. Probably. I was not a smart kid. So um, it was above my reading level, but <laughs> it was Star Wars. Okay. So it, it worked for me. The, that's so, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking about because my oldest daughter is, is eight, going to be nine. And I'm like, gosh, yeah, I don't think that she would be reading the, the Thrawn trilogy right now. Not that she wouldn't love it. Uh, but if she could, but yeah, that's, that, that's some heavy stuff. I, I love that you were so, uh, adventurous in that. So then you, you finally did read those and how many, yes. have you read them multiple times? Like, is yes. it, is it a multi-read? Okay. Yeah. Now, I so, do know. So oh, go the, ahead. the Thrawn trilogy, the first one, um, the, 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 that I've probably read, I would say all the way through, uh, at least four times now since, since then it's just. They oh, sit I on my shelf. That. I've gotten rid of Star Wars books that I don't like. I don't. I don't have to be a completionist about it anymore, because um, you know of all the new content that's coming out. But there's some that I just haven't let go of because I just I, I love them so much. So th- there are other ones that you enjoy too, though obviously. But like, th- not all of them are created equal. I, I assume so. Like, because I actually yeah. have heard of the Thrawn trilogy before. I I know I haven't finished Rebels on on uh disney uh star wars rebels which now is on disney plus i know that thrawn i think does show up in that i think right so i've heard the name before and i've also seen him as a as a minifig for lego so i am aware of his uh, of i'm aware of his presence there's action figures i just got back from galaxy's edge you can go into the collector shop and you can you can purchase his uh grand admiral medals that that are that, that were on his chest throughout that. And the cool part is, is to make it in-universe, they've made them look like they are an artifact that was found long after a, an event. Um, so they're, they're, they're kind of battle-worn and stuff like that. Oh, I love cool. that. I, I love so that He so was much. a character that didn't exist. Like, you know, Disney's acquisition of Star Wars was in 2013, and I believe it was... Uh, no, 2012. Yeah, 2012, 2013. And it, they announced that all of that stuff was gone. It was no longer canon. And in my mind, I sat back and I went, there's these characters that I, I truly love, like Jason Solo and Jaina Solo and Ben Skywalker and uh, Thrawn and uh, a villain who I thought was the only person that they've ever really put in the expanded universe that stood toe to toe with someone like Palpatine and Vader and was just as thrilling of a villain and just as perfect as a foil to Luke Han and Leia as the previous villains were. And they and but they made him different. He he wasn't force powered. Uh, he he was just a brilliant tactician, and he used art as a way to defeat his enemies. He would always study a civilization's art to find their their weaknesses and to understand them and that's how he took them down so effectively and he, but he did it without the force right like he was not a force powered being 
So it was, it, 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 he was extremely, I would say like agnatic. Like he's, he, he, he was, he, he was this, uh, you know, Imperial Grand Admiral that was off in, out in the outer reaches during the Battle of Endor, during the fall of the Empire. And he returned after all of that to put together the, what was left of the Empire that was scattered across the galaxy. And he, he galvanized it and reforged it and took it to the New Republic. And it just, and that's just, that's just the first book. That's just a taste of what it is that goes into it. Uh, when, when Disney acquired Lucas, Lucas Films and the Star Wars and, and, and everything that went along with that, so you were definitely bummed that they declared all that non-canon then, so obviously. Here, like, here's the thing. There's, there's things that were part of the expanded universe that when they mm-hmm. went away, I was, I was very heartbroken. Um, but when they brought Thrawn into Rebels, I realized that not all that stuff is gone for good, right? The best parts of it can still come back. And it may not have the same story, but as long as the essence of the character is the same, like the character of Thrawn in Rebels is very similar to the villain that I fell in love with in Heir to the Empire and throughout the, the Thrawn trilogy. So uh, that was like this ray of hope that some of the stuff that I loved could come back. Um, and I think that might be why they declared it all, because I have heard people complain that it's not all good. It, uh, that's the thing. There's so much of it. And not all of it was good. That if you kept it all, it, it was tough to say this is canon, that's not. This is because you were you were going to start taking fans and cutting them out of the experience by saying like, oh, you like the Yuzhong Vong invasion? That's not canon anymore because that's a little silly and ridiculous. And I was never a fan of the Yuzhong Vong War, which is that, that that gets into way further down in the EU timeline. But you know, there was there's probably fans of that who would have been hurt if that was let go. So kind of like severing the the ties and saying it look if it wasn't on tv and it, it and it wasn't you know done under our disney banner right now for the sake of us telling more coherent stories it's not in and i, I, I it get makes it. sense it, hurt, it does make sense it. yeah yeah and um and i think what they can do too is kind of cherry pick now what they want to to bring back and bring in and they could they really can use those stories if they want to and I think they have brought those things in like you because I, I know that Thrawn is in Rebels so it's like okay that was a big part and so they understood what the fans did like and didn't like absolutely I, we, we, ha- that we have heard of things like because me and you I know are both fans of Knights of the Republic one of the one of the greatest video games of all time and Revan is canon again so. yeah and so that's so that's really cool so they can decide um, what's going to be in and what's going to be out. Absolutely. So, okay, so so besides expanded, besides uh, the Thrawn trilogy, what is like another print thing that you would recommend? I'll move away from novels um, because you know we're we're, we're going to be condensing this. I'll move away from from novels and and video games and stuff because you've probably played as many as many of the video games as I have, um, and I want to go to something that was published under Dark Horse, a comic book. That uh, I mean, it came out in like the the mid to late two thousands age, um, and it's called Star Wars Legacy, um, and it takes okay. place roughly a hundred and thirty years after the Battle of Endor, long since Luke Skywalker okay. and Leia and Han Solo, yeah, right, long after they've been put in their grave, um, 
and it follows uh, a, a another Skywalker. Uh, his name's Cade Skywalker, and he is. They don't quite say what level of grandson he is, but for sake of argument, let's say he's the great, 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 great grandson of Luke Skywalker, and he kind of survived a, a Jedi purge, um, much like what happened at the end of the Clone Wars. And in, in that, there was a rise of a new Sith Order that goes on to rule the galaxy, much like the Emperor did. But he does something interesting, which is it's very similar to like a Star-Lord type story, at least the Star-Lord Star in the modern uh, Guardians of the Galaxy story, the, you know, James Gunn movie, where he gets picked up by a band of pirates. And he becomes kind of like this somewhat force adept, but very capable bounty hunter. And he hunts. Oh, that's he really cool, Jedi. man. He hunts Jedi. Because oh, he, oh, he hunts Jedi. Oh. Jedi have okay. the largest bounties on them, put on them by the Sith. And he hides his force adeptness. And he also doesn't want to touch the force. Um, not only does it make him seen by the Sith, but touching the Force also brings him heartbreak and sorrow and reminds him of all of his loss. So he drowns his Force ability and his sorrows with death sticks, pretty much Star Wars version of, of, of hard narcotics. Um, and, he's, and he's shut himself off to the Force. And the story is told through about 11 volumes, uh, and it's all about him and his journey through that. And you might see some echoes of the past, in there um it does bring in some aspects of the of the novels uh and other comic books but nothing more than you know a five minute wikipedia search could really catch you up on very quickly so oh i love that i i see that's that's really good advice i love it when it's like oh yeah just look this up real quick yeah. <laughs> that's great all right so it's an 11 11 issue run by 11 by volume run so it's about 50 vol- issues yeah. About oh, okay. Issues. Oh, okay. Well, that's 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 a whole story then. Oh, I love that. Right. So but good. but the way I always I always sell it to people is here's here's the here's the volume one. If this wets your beak, if you like it, the other volumes are pretty cheap on Amazon. You can find them. You know, they're not they're 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 not in print anymore. But you can get an omnibus of it as well. And oh, you can. Also so other, these are all available. Yeah, there, there, there's other means of, of retrieving them as well, um, but you know, I'm not I'm, I'm I'm not the police of the internet, but there's other means. So, is this another one? Because like I have heard tales of of the Thrawn trilogy, like I said before. Is this another one that's kind of regarded as also very no. choice? Like it's yeah. no, this, no. This is oh, one really? that I've turned a lot of Star Wars fans onto. Um, Interesting. I, so it, it was kind of at like the tail end of the height of the EU, um, and and looming, you know, dark over it was the fact that Disney was was acquiring Lucasfilm and and all the rights to Star Wars. I mean, that kind of like as this book was wrapping up, that acquisition was occurring. So it was kind of like a dark horse was like, all right, let's let's finish it. Let's get let's get the stories we have in the tank. Let's get them out because our time's up. So wow. a lot of okay. a lot of Star Wars fans, and I, I'm sure there's people listening who are Star Wars fans who's like, yeah, come on, dude, I've read that. Everyone's read that. But 
at least the vast majority of Star Wars fans I've talked to haven't. So I actually gave all the volumes to my friend Rob, who does Movie Cocktail with me. He's read through all the volumes now, and he absolutely loved it. And it was a little bit of vindication because I felt like I was alone on this island reading Star Wars Legacy. And uh, hearing another Star Wars fan really enjoyed it and picked up a lot of the same stuff that I did in it was kind of vindicating. It was nice. Gosh, I want to read that. That sounds fantastic. I I have always been a fan of comic books. Um, I had a huge, huge Marvel and DC and um, Dark Horse collection uh, when I got married. Yeah. And uh, so it, I, I really enjoy I can guarantee them. you that even if you haven't read this, you're at least familiar with like one of the main villain characters. Can I guess? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Is it like a... Uh, a Darth Maul colored Twi'lek. It is, is that correct? Yes. Okay, because I've seen I've seen her before. Good. What's her name? Darth Talon. I, I just I didn't even need Darth to look at Talon. It just that's a sweet it. name. It is. That's a it sweet is. name. And the oh, main okay. the, the main villain is is the Emperor Darth Krait. Um and he has a long sordid history within the Star Wars comic books, and he's kind of been around since the Clone Wars era of comic books. So. His story is interesting, uh, to say the least. So, gosh, I want to read all of this. I'm actually really in need of a new book series, and I can I can't separate it in my brain. That's oh, this is canon. This is not canon. Just enjoy the Star Wars universe itself, which is always so fun to go to um, at, at any time. There is no. It's always why when people will complain about certain parts of the Star Wars movies, it's like. Gosh, you're still in the Star Wars universe. It's all fun. <laughs> Don't you like seeing lightsabers? Don't you like seeing awesome space battles? Like, and I think that's all that that's all that really matters to me. That's what it comes. <laughs> that's great. what it comes down to for me. Like, you know, I've I've heard even some complaints about like Star Wars story purists with like the Mandalorian, and they're like, you know, they're they're throwing this thing about Mandalorian culture out there, but we have this character in Rebels who takes their helmet off all the time, right? And it's like, so it's not jiving. And it's like, d- just stop. Shut your brain off for a second. Yeah, so, like, <laughs> just enjoy it. Just yeah, Enjoy exactly. what's in Gosh, front dang. of you. Uh, and yeah, and that's, that's been the it. thing about the EU for me is I don't have to say goodbye to 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 the Thrawn trilogy or to Star Wars Legacy or to uh, Force Unleashed. I love the, I, I love the character of Starkiller. I don't game. have to say goodbye yeah. to that stuff. Uh, it's still there for me to enjoy. Yeah, I gosh, that's such a good attitude, man. And I and I think every uh, fans really need to embrace that whole idea behind it. Um, I love that. You, you know, that's what I'm all about. Just to kind of close it out, how how were you allowed? You in the general sense, how were you allowed to write something in the expanded universe? Like, how was that? Because I know, because obviously George Lucas didn't write all of it, obviously, because that's yeah. just insane. But like, how did it get okayed? Like in like the short version of that? No, it practically went through Bantam Publishing for novels. Um, okay. And you know, it, most of the time, authors were asked to do it. Like Timothy Zahn was a pretty well-known sci-fi author, um, so he was pretty much asked to do that. Um, and he came up with his story. Uh, when you when you look at the comics, like Legacy is written by John Ostrander, who was famous for his run on Suicide Squad with the DC Universe. And oh, if you okay. if you listen to the story of what Star Wars Legacy is, like you know, it, it, it's very similar to like a Suicide Squad. Like you're following a rogue, you're following a scoundrel. So um, right. it's 
it's it's very similar in that vein. So sometimes people came forward with stories and they would go to the publishers and they would run it by Lucasfilm. Lucasfilm would run it up the ladder and George, with his passing interest and knowledge of what was going on with his expanded universe, he would just go, uh, yeah, that sounds great. Here, here's my stamp. And he would just put it on there. And, 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 and that's pretty much how it got done. And they kind of worried about... They kind of worried about keeping canon in line on the back end, where they were constantly having to be like, okay, this doesn't fit in with canon, but it didn't catch, you know, art editors and stuff like that. So we'll have to retcon this. And there's retcons going on left and right in the EU, especially when the Clone Wars came out before the Disney acquisition. There was a lot of stuff that was going on in the Clone Wars that was throwing stuff out of canon that was already canon in Star Wars. And they were constantly, they even got Leland Yu who is the keeper of the Star Wars timeline, to pretty much sit there and go, all right, this isn't canon anymore because Clone Wars is is uh, T-level canon, which stands for TV, which comes from George, so therefore it, it outranks anything that was in the E-level canon, the EU. So. Oh, so there were levels of canon. Oh, I love there that. There were levels of canon. So there were, I would assume M canon, which would be movies. Right. Uh, it was it, that was called G Cannon, George Cannon, directly okay. created by George Lucas. So that was G level. Okay, Cannon. and then and then T Cannon, which was television. Yeah, and then E Cannon, something was like anything that. After yeah. E, uh, yeah. Then there was there, there was some stuff that was kind of there. Um, there was a series of like remember when Goosebumps was super popular. Um, yeah. There was a series of uh, Star Wars Galaxy of Fear, which was a series of of young adult novels that were very much in the vein of like light horror. They they kind of tied into the Star Wars universe loosely, um, but really uh, they they barely tangentially touched canon. So anything that would be contradicted there, that's just it, it, it's fine, you know, because that was just. That was just kitty stuff, you know. We're just, we're just. It was just for grins. <laughs> it was just for fun. It was what was popular at the time, and we like to make money. So. <laughs> I love that, man. See, it's such a, it's such a rich universe, and yeah, I'm a is. fairly new fan of Star Wars. Like, I, I have watched all of the movies. I've seen most of the shows. Uh, like I said, I haven't finished Rebels. You got to, um, do I would, Re- which but I will. Stay away and from I will. resistance. Uh, Stay away Pro- from Star Probably Wars by the time... You know, I've heard that. I was probably still watch it anyway. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, it's just Star Wars. It's going to be... That's the thing. It's fun. <laughs> like, what, what's not fun about it, you know? But I think the whole point of this conversation is, I, I don't like Resistance. You may like it. And it can right. be part of your Star Wars lexicon. I choose to ignore <sighs> it. And that's okay. Because <laughs> it's <laughs> that, not what I want right. from my Star Wars. It's okay. Gosh dang, that's so true. It's okay. Ah. Oh. I love you so much. This just this brings me so much joy. Uh, but this episode may be coming to an end, but the work is just beginning for me and for you. Uh, Dave has given us the outline to join the saga that was left behind. And for the response edition of this episode, I'll be spending the week taking as much of Dave's advice as I can fit in. And then I'll report back to you with my wife, Elise, in that second episode. In the meantime, I hope you'll try his advice too. Or if you can add more to the conversation uh, with your own expertise, you can contact uh, me. You can follow us on Twitter or Instagram at like2likethings. That's the number two, like2likethings. You can also leave a message on the like line at 661 or via email 
at I like to like things podcast at gmail.com. I'll read or play any of those messages on uh, those response episodes if they're positive. Now we've talked about this and Star Wars is is the the master of all toxic fandom. Um, and so same if uh, it same goes for any other episode. Dave is out here trying to preach the good word. He's making people fans of things that now are no longer canon, which for a lot of people will mean that they are going to forget it completely. But these are good stories, apparently, that need to be still remembered. And so, yeah, I don't want to hear anything about any toxic fandom out there, especially for two Star Wars right. people. Uh, All you now, Mandalorian you like to... Karen Travis fans, I look, I love those <laughs> books too. <laughs> okay? Yeah, I love see, those books. Go. I understand it. But... You still have them. They're still there. Those stories exist. <laughs> exactly. I love that. Support us via Patreon at patreon.com slash I like to like things where you can join people like Mandy, the mother flipping Galindo, and Morgan. Now, Dave, where can the people find you? Uh, yeah, everyone can find me on Twitter at SuperMoviePod. You can uh, check my co-host Jay out on Facebook at SuperMoviePros Podcast. You can join our fan club over there. Uh, and then, of course, you can listen to SuperMoviePros. That's B-R-O-S, period. Uh, you can listen to us on any pod catcher that is available. Just keep in mind, if you listen to this show while at work, SuperMoviePros oh gosh dang man thank you so much for coming on you know how much i love you i really appreciate you taking the time oh my god thanks for having <laughs> i am giddy just getting to talk to you on a microphone again so much of our conversations yeah. happen through a cell phone or through or through a twitter box and uh just you know what you have the most infectious <laughs> voice and laugh that just brings joy to my face no matter what mood i am in and i am a dour i'm a dour guy so uh you brighten you brighten my day and listening to your show puts me in a good mood when i'm at work which is not something that i like what? So. <laughs> that's so good brother oh man well, thanks again, man. I just, I appreciate it. Uh, taking, I know you record at least three or four times a week, so adding another person on there is, I know, not always easy. And tell, uh, tell Lauren thank you, too. Oh, this was, a, this was a joy. And everybody, your canon, it, it's what you make it. So you're, you write your own story. You, you, you are the keeper of your own knowledge and your own experience so just get out there and experience some new things you know star wars related or not there's a wealth of things to enjoy in fandom so listen to what listen to this show and just find something new to love words to live by bro words to live by so i will see you all next week when the mission is accomplished and remember we can make the world a little brighter a little friendlier and a little more enjoyable by liking a few more things